Blog Talk Radio. Welcome once again to Madam Perry Salon, the podcast that loves you. I am your host, your cruise director, and um, groove mistress, Madam Perry, but you can call me Jennifer, Jen, JP, Perry. You don't have to call me Madam, but hmm, I think I'm hearing somebody else on here, and I certainly hope this is not some kind of uh, lead or feed through, but anyway... Uh, Glad to have you back. Glad to be back with you. It's been a while. I think the last time we were here, we had uh, Paul Vato was on the show, and he is an absolute doll. Um, very funny man. Has a podcast of his own that I've been listening to with all his uh, comedian friends. But um, just to get everybody caught up on things, uh, I just want to thank everyone who's been uh, subscribing, following, sharing, and, and leaving reviews. I really appreciate every bit of it so much. I'm so grateful to everybody that listens and lets me know what you like and and what you want to hear. Uh, Just to catch up on some recent guests, Franny Goldie, you know, the songwriter, Night Shift, uh, Dreaming for Selena, Night Shift for the Commodores and all that. You know, she has the magic pants she made that Adam Glassman, Oprah Magazine, Always takes, uh, always features, takes on the view, takes everywhere. Uh, she's got some extra sales on her website. And if you go to Franny Goldie, dot com, uh, see what kind of sales and new things she has. And also remember to put in MPS, the initials for Perry Salon, before you check out, and you'll get a sweet little discount there. Also, Dave Koz, who was on here last year, that man never stops touring, and he's been showing some videos recently on uh, his social media, and he's going to be having his Christmas tour, and hopefully he'll get back in here before that. So definitely check out Dave Koz stuff, too. If he's in your town, oh, my gosh. And he's the nicest man. He's not only super talented. He's just the nicest man in the world. Also coming up soon will be Beth Lapidus. Uh, creator of Uncabaret. She's a writer for television. She's an actor. She's a, a writing coach or coach for comedians. She created the Uncabaret live shows in Los Angeles. And they're also on Zoom. Or she put them on Zoom during the pandemic lockdown phase. Uh, she's written for things like Will and Grace and a lot of other shows that she knows. But Beth will be here in about two weeks. And, no, I'm sorry. She'll be here next Thursday, Beth Lapidus. And also, Mitzi Zorito has a new book of crime stories coming out. And so Mitzi will be here on the 21st. And we look forward to that. Now, tonight's guest uh, was introduced to me. You know, I just have the coolest friends, and they all have cool friends. And I'm lucky enough that they 
introduced me to them. And uh, tonight's guest, this is going to be fantastic. She's an actor, puppeteer, uh, improv with groups, famous groups like the Groundlings, uh, theater sports, improvatorium. Uh, she's an ongoing or be uh, performing cast member with Brian Henson's Puppet Ups, an improvised adult comedy puppet show. Uh, so many more things she's done with, uh, you know, like Barbarian and the Troll. Uh, she's a member of the Glorious Ladies of Puppetry. If, if I go on and name all her credits, like Last Champion, Seinfeld, Crash, and Bernstein, I won't have time to talk to her. So let's bring here for her first time, Jeannie Bottle, the fabulous uber-talented Peggy Etra. Peggy, welcome. Well, thank you so much. It is just a joy to be here. I'm just really, really happy. So thank you. Oh, delighted. Didn't we have time for us? Can you hear me okay? I can. I can. Perfect. Okay, can you hear me? Oh, definitely. And I'm guessing because of all the different voices you do for so many characters, it's probably that's probably the reason why you understand my southern accent too. You, <laughs> oh, your you, southern accent is just charming. I love I, it. You didn't ask for subtitles or anything, so I figured we're good. We're very good. All right. Well, <laughs> you sound like one of the busiest women in Los Angeles um, or anywhere. I've been listening to so. <laughs> I've been I've been listening to so many interviews with you and, and watching things that you've been in, and I'm going to start with just you know how you began in in, uh, in the entertainment world, and then I've got some, a few more specific things to ask you. So if you just give us a little a, a bit about how how you came to be in entertainment. Okay, well, um, I was one of those kids that never grew up because I was. As a kid, it was like, I want to be an actor. And that pretty much stuck. So um, I went to uh, college and studied theater and then uh, went to grad school um, in theater. That was in San Francisco. I was at ACT. And I'm from California originally. And then I made my way down to Hollywood because that's where you're supposed to go. <laughs> so I did, and um, well, down here, I uh, some of my other friends had come from San Francisco down here and got connected with the Groundlings. They were performing members of the Groundlings, and I was like, what's that? And I went over and saw a show, and I went, what I want to do, I found it. I found my <laughs> calling. So um, I started taking class there, and that pretty much like opened up the world to me. Sounds like as soon as you got there, you found your, like, these are my people. This is my homeland. These are my people. I I was very, very, very fortunate. And and, and you know what? That's also very important to have a a support group around you um, who are kind and sweet and um, funny. So lifelong. I have lifelong friends here. Uh, So, but that's, that's where I start. I mean, truly, it's like the groundlings. Uh, not only gave me an education uh, and a background in improv and a love for improv, um, 
I also met my husband at the Groundlings. Uh, so that's the gift that keeps on giving, and we've been together about 35 years. So, hey, I did okay. <laughs> Not too shabby. I think so, too. No. I think that's great. <laughs> did, did, you get, did you get married in the theater there with all the groundlings around you? or We, we actually did not, but we did have a lot of groundlings around us. And I've gone to a lot of other groundling weddings, and it just, yeah, it's a, it's a lovely community. And it was where I met a lot of people so that made connections for other improv groups and made connections for Puppet Up, uh, what eventually, you know, when I was brought into Puppet Up uh, to train for them was because I had the groundlings. So it, it really was, it, it's the um, center of the universe where all else sprang forth or the sun that I orbit from, if I'm going to use that analogy. So did yeah. you also do, do serious theater performances and dramas? Oh, yes. Oh gosh. Yes. I've done um, the classics of Shakespeare and Chekhov um, to contemporary plays uh, to new writers. So, and I love theater. I absolutely adore theater. Um, uh, and and I do it whenever I can. It, uh, it it doesn't. It feeds my soul, but at times does not feed my pocketbook. So uh, I do the other stuff so that I can do theater. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I think yeah. that uh, early on. Uh, you were talking about, in an interview I was listening to, you were talking about some ways that you managed to uh, keep yourself sustained so you can continue to act. And that was, uh, was it Eastern Onion? Oh, yes, indeed. Oh, yes, indeed, he do. That was um, between, so after I left San Francisco State, I went to Pacific Conservatory of the Performing Arts in Central California. And when I graduated from that conservatory, I went up to San Francisco to ACT. But there was a lag time between when PCPA ended and ACT was starting. And it was like, ooh, I need to have a job that I enjoy doing, but also something that I'm, I, if I have to leave it, um, it's not going to be catastrophic. You know, like, oh, no, I, oh, how do I tell these people I'm not going to stay? <laughs> uh, so uh, so I, I did Eastern Onion. And that, in a weird way, takes away any inhibition you may ever possibly have <laughs> ever in life because <laughs> you're running into restaurants Singing, you know, total strangers singing telegrams. You're running into office buildings, into people's, you know, wet bridal showers, and you—it's crazy. But I had a great time. <laughs> what was? Tell us about a couple of costumes there. I've heard you talk about the tap dancing heart. I did tap dancing heart. I was also Wonder Woman. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the Eastern Onion uh, uniform, the, the standard Eastern Onion is black pants, tuxedo shirt, and a red cutaway tuxedo jacket 
that says Eastern Onion on the back and a clapping mechanical monkey. And you <laughs> and you and you announce yourself with a kazoo. So it was like zoo, zoo, zoo. and then you would run in and do your do your thing. And um yeah. And this was the this was the era of Thomas guides where you had to be able to read a map because you were going I went over three counties. My my area was three counties and you had to be able to to read a map and to be ready to go at a moment's notice. So it was pretty it was pretty fun. I, I enjoyed it a great deal. Um and I, but when it was time to move on to grad school, I was also ready to do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I do understand. Okay. You know, the thing is, I'm sure some people were knew you were coming, some people didn't, and I was totally surprised. And yet, no. you still kind of keep working the gig. Yep. Oh, truly, because the people that had generally, like if it was an office thing, it's because the office uh, staff had you know, brought it together, had made it happen. Like they were going to sing the boss, a happy birthday song or a happy retirement song. So the staff knew that I was coming, but the person I was singing to did not know I was coming. And, you know, so the staff was so tickled when they saw you. And then, you know, they'd all get, you know, gather around to just see the um, <laughs> surprise on the recipient's face. Uh, and back in the day, I was like, uh, Jim Plunkett was the quarterback for the Oakland Raiders, uh, a Bay Area football team. And um, I was hired to sing a birthday song to him. But he was at this really elegant restaurant. He was being taken out to this very, very fine dining, shishi, elegant restaurant. And, and, uh, you know, I come busting in. And the whole restaurant just goes dead silence and just <laughs> watch me sing, sing to him. And you know, I'm doing my job. And he he was a really, really good sport. But it, it was sort of like, I don't know if this is the venue that this is going to go over real well in. I, okay, people. Because I was like, oh, ooh, ooh, okay. But you just, you just go, this is my job. So I'm going to do it. And he was very, very sweet. I just remember he was so sweet. So when someone Aww. goes, or don't you get don't you get embarrassed by doing this or doing that? It's like, no, I've done a lot of really weird things that I've already I've used up my embarrassment quota. So now I'm not embarrassed. I just go, this is my job. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, back around the, uh, and I think I got into this just goofing off, uh, but I had a jazz band. I was looking for uh, people to book me, and this was back in the days where you sent in cassettes and stuff like that. And, and right. So oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you remember those? You have to have a pencil to mm-hmm. rewind them. And um, I remember this one agent finally called me, and I thought, oh, thank God, I've been trying to get with her. She's pretty. I mean, she gigs in Atlanta, and then it turned out she wanted me to read palms at a stockbroker convention. I'm thinking she didn't even listen. <laughs> oh. And then before I could oh. say, it, she goes, by the way, I know you're a jazz singer. I know you're not a palm reader, but if I get Madame Bell 
I'm the big palm reader then. If I get Madame Belle, she'll tell them they're going to die and bring down the party. But I figure you're funny. You'll make her laugh. So uh be great. And I was booked steadily at that stockbroker convention Madame Peretsky was for uh, several years. <laughs> yeah. That's and then I began – then I got started getting booked for – impersonations and I only did this from about the late 90s to about 2005 as Monroe and Madonna but one time one time they talked I did Dolly Parton but only once because it's it's rough on the back but but it's weird when people call you it would usually be corporate stuff, but once in a while somebody would want to hire you for something private, you know. And yeah, you never know how they're going to receive you, if they're going to be embarrassed, or you got to, right. you know, work on some stuff, or, um, you, you know, or sometimes yeah. maybe uh, people that weren't used to it, like women, would say, You guess you're going to pull up your skirt around my husband? I said, Honey, I've had six kids. You don't want me. They pay me extra not to do that. <laughs> You know, I don't have any kids, but it may, if it makes people feel better, I'll say stuff like that. That's right. That's right. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Well, there are a lot of Elvis terminators, believe me. There's only one Elvis. The rest are all helpers, but they are not created equal of Elvi. And they would come no. up with stuff. Some, no, some would be in bad moods. Some would be in good moods. And uh, they go, Marilyn, is that your friend Elvis? And I go, oh, Elvis, you know, between me and him, the Flintstone vitamin's not safe around here. And what Elvis, <laughs> that's not too funny, you know, and that was it. <laughs> so I go, I heard that oh Elvis didn't like you. One of, uh, Planet Hollywood, Will. <laughs> I don't think that Elvis was happy <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I'm going to say. I'm going to open up the phones in uh, just about a couple of minutes. If you want to talk to Peggy, well, sure. if you want to ask her a question, is that okay with you? All right. Yes, and the number is 646-716-9922. Again, 646-716-9922. Toll-free call in the Continental Yes, Blog Talk Radio assures me. Or if you're at a situation, uh, you know, at one of those uh, jobs, Peggy, where you can't make a phone call or you got to be real quiet, then you can always yeah. mess- <laughs> you can always message in a question or comment to me on Facebook either through Jennifer Modet Perry or Madam Perry Salon. So um, anyway, so we're going to get into talking about that, but I do have a caller for you already, and so oh, wow. I, I know, cool. I'd like to uh, say welcome to Madam Perry Salon. Come on in, introduce yourself, and say hello to Peggy. Hello, Peggy. This is Diana Bowerov. I work with me. Hi. <laughs> oh, Diana <laughs> Bellarose. She's in yeah. your neighborhood. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes, absolutely. So I'm just starting to think um, uh, going to open mix. And what is your advice for me? Because I'm just starting, just starting after living here for five years. What kind of advice do you have for me? Uh, to sing in public as often as you can. If there are open night not mic nights in little cabarets around town, um, if if you someone you know is having a backyard party and there you say, do you, I would love to volunteer my time to sing a couple of songs. 
just to get comfortable in in expressing yourself and and working off an audience and um and then as far as like getting representation or moving your career forward that way it's not really my field of expertise with the music industry um but uh i know i would google if there are um agents that you can send submissions to in your area because it's easy now uh, to to be able to submit because of the internet and you can you know send mp3s or mp4s uh, if that's what they're looking for in demos but you can ask if they're um, if they're receiving uh, submissions but that that's what I would do thank you thank you so much for the advice I really appreciate it now, uh, Diana, and good luck. Cool. Uh, Diana yeah. is also, um, she's also a podcaster and, a, and an author and an activist uh, based in Los Angeles. But Diana, you, it, with the music that you've just made, you, you've created some music videos, haven't you? I have it on YouTube. You can find out on YouTube my music videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of, course I have, of course, I have a lot of podcasts, and I have my music. My new single is coming out. I just do a lot of stuff. Oh, wow. Okay, wow, that's yeah. awesome. Share those videos <laughs> everywhere, too. Yes, TikTok, TikTok, Instagram. Yes, share, 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 Facebook, social media. Uh, yeah, Thank that's true. So- that's how, hey, that's how Justin Bieber got started. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That'll <laughs> a lot of people, so that'd be great. Thank you so much, Dion. I'm so glad to hear your voice. I'm so glad to hear it too. Thank you so much for having me, ladies, and have a wonderful day. Thank you for the advice, Peggy. You're welcome. Bye. Have a good Bye. one. Bye. Thank you, Diana. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so you've just worked with an Eastern European accent, uh, the Southern accent. Y- I'm telling you, Peggy. <laughs> you know, you could be you could be an international spy. I, I need will. to be quiet. Hey. That would be fun. No one would know that I was doing it, but I would have fun. Well, exactly. Who would suspect the puppet lady? No one. Puppets get a pass. It's great. (laughs) They do. Everybody enjoys, that I come across, enjoys um, puppets. And they, they would, everyone would be so tickled you were there that they would just invite you in and tell you all the state secrets. That's what I think. (laughs) <laughs> but I wanted to say um, that um, that this the the show that I had done, the Barbarian and the Troll, the one that you were referencing with the um, accents, um, that is going to be coming to Paramount Plus in the spring of 2023. Oh, nice! And i I know that's I know that's a distance away, but I highly recommend. It's such a good show. It's so funny, and the 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 puppetry is beautiful, and the performances are fantastic. And all of their eight puppeteers, eight of us worked on it, and everyone is just the sweetest, most lovely human being, and amazingly talented. So it was it was a dream job, and it, again, I got to play, I think. 
12 different characters on the show, all different accents, all different sizes of puppets. It was so fun. That yeah, that just sounds like playtime for grown-ups. But I know it's serious it, work, and I know I know it really is. But still, yes, it is, and yet we we worked really, 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 really hard. But it was really satisfying and joyous, and uh, just an amazing experience. It's something I'm incredibly proud of. So. Um, I want people to see it because it's good. I'm oh, it is. You're wrong. I wouldn't. I wouldn't make you watch something that wasn't wonderful. <laughs> well, I watched it on on YouTube. Oh, good. Yes, you could do that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because um, I so. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, when I mentioned your name, some people they were going like, "Oh my God, my son loves that," you know, "My daughter loves that." So I thought, "Okay, I gotta start checking this out." So I started looking it up, too, on uh, on YouTube and stuff. And, oh my gosh, right. this this is really witty. I mean, it's not just funny. It's not corny. Cool. It's it's no, it's really wit. good. It's good. We um, yeah, it, it's we think so. I mean, it's one of those things. I'm very very close. We became very, the, the puppeteers became extremely close on that show. We'd all like worked with each other prior, but this was such a concentrated experience, and there were only eight of us uh, that did all the puppetry. So when you see the show back to back, all the way through, you think, oh, there must have been all these, you know, a lot of, but there was only eight. We worked really hard, and we loved each other, and we still just look at each other and go. We worked really, really hard, and yet it was like just pure joy. We mm-hmm. just had a great time, mm-hmm. and and uh, and I wish all jobs were like that. That would be heaven on earth, wouldn't it? Well, you know. Yeah. So you say when you went into the groundings, you know, you found. Oh, these are this is my tribe. These are my people. But mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. how did you get what? What introduced you? I mean, of course, we all know what puppets are. But what introduced you to that world as, as a work? Well, this this is where the groundling, the thread, happens. Um, my husband was the music director at the Groundlings for about thirty-one years, and he was the uh, he was the best at what he did. There was nobody better. Um, and so he knew you know, for 30 years, all the groundlings through the groundlings knew my husband. Uh, so one of them, his name is Patrick Bristow, an actor and brilliant improviser, was hired um, or brought in to the Jim Henson Company to teach puppeteers how to improvise, um, to, uh, to, to, to up their skill set, if you will. And mm-hmm. So that's what he did. Uh, he helped create this this class with Brian Henson, and then at the end of the class, they thought these puppeteers had worked so hard that they should put on a show. And at that point, Patrick called my husband and said, "We're going to do this improv show with puppets, and we would like you to do the music, you know, be our music director for the night because um, you're the best." And Willie was like, "Oh, sure, they're great." So long story short, at that end, it became a thing. 
people really responded to the show that night and wanted to see it again. And then they did it again. And then they did it again. And my husband came home uh, after the first night and was like, so I'm, it's improv, but it's with puppets. It's really wild. And I went, that sounds incredible. And he said, it is. And I said, and I had little children. I had not babies, but I had kids at home. And I said, I'd love to see it, but, you know, it requires getting a sitter and blah, blah. Anyway, the puppets go to Aspen, Colorado for the comedy festival. My husband said, I'm going to Aspen. And I went, no, we're going to Aspen. We're, the whole family's going to go to Aspen because you're not going to Aspen and not taking us. That's just crazy. So I, I, the first time I met Brian Henson and all the puppeteers, was in Aspen with my children. My children were with me. And I just remember how lovely the puppeteers were to my children. And we hadn't seen the show yet. I just saw how lovely everyone was. I think people are terrific. But Patrick, I knew Patrick from the Groundlings. Patrick was in the class behind me at the Groundlings. So I'm rambling, but the truth is we all go see the show, loved it, um, came back to the condos where everyone was staying and just hung out and had a great time. At the end of the weekend, we all got snowed in at the Aspen Air, uh, at the Denver airport, got out of Aspen, got in Denver, snowing, planes aren't leaving. And um, Patrick said, I need to talk to you. And I was like, okay, what's up? (laughs) And he's like, "Um, Brian would like to offer you puppet classes and I went um yes I'm not even gonna think about it yes thank you yes I'm gonna do that so what at that point what 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 happened in the world of puppet up is puppeteers had learned improv they made a choice at that point to bring some improvisers in and teach some puppeteering and make it like an amalgam art form if you will using the strengths of, of each side and so I got in on the ground floor of that. And if I hadn't been to the Groundlings, I wouldn't have had those connections. I wouldn't have had the, 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 the training, number one, but I wouldn't have had those connections. So I started training uh, right away. And I trained for about three years at that point. That was the, the deal. Trained for three years and then rotated into the company and um, have been working with them ever since. Uh, I, as a matter of fact, they just announced today there are for the next puppet up are um, August. I think it's the 12th, 13th, and 14th um, of this year. Let me double check that at um, Jim Henson Studios, which is the old Charlie Chaplin Studio. Yeah, 12th, 13th, and 14th. Um, I don't know what shows I'll be in or not, but so I've had it. I've I've had a working. I've been a professional improviser, puppeteer, for uh, gosh about fourteen years. Mm. So that's awesome. Amazing. Awesome. You know, there's, and and so that brings me back to something else I heard you say with the talk about. You know, you knew you wanted to act. You you know, you knew you wanted to study theater. And acting yeah. and performing, and then you learned about groundlings and comedy and improv. Uh, 
and being a part of that, and then the puppets. In an interview, when you were talking about this, one that I listened to, and I really, really love this, because I've always hated this question. Uh, well, hate's a strong word. I always dislike when people say, where do you see yourself <laughs> in five years? You know, because I'm going, you don't really yeah. want to know. You know, I see me yeah. laid on the feet somewhere and, yeah. uh, you know, uh, some handsome star from a, from the Mexican telenovela is making me cocktails while, his, while another one Urgh. is polishing my toenails. You know, that's where I see myself, not around these, not around you folks. But you had the best, if you remember, you had the best answer to that question. Oh, ref- refresh my memory. Why okay. do I want to be? You said that I want to be working request- and happy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that was good. That was a good. Yeah, you got, you warmed up with that. You led with that. But you said you said <laughs> it's kind of a slippery slope because if somebody had asked you, uh, you would. Yeah, th- yeah, I know. Yes, that if someone had asked me sixteen years ago where I saw myself in sixteen years, I wouldn't have known. I, I, I would say, I don't know. I want to be working and happy because puppet improv didn't exist 16 years ago. Exactly. It didn't exist until 15 years ago. So I there there could be something else that I'm not aware of yet that takes me in a direction. So in five years, I could be doing something that I do, I'm not even aware of in the world yet. Or it might not even exist yet, mm-hmm. but I just um, I, I I'm open to it. I'm really open to it, and that's I think that's a lesson in life is to say. I uh, uh, again I, I I knew I wanted to be in entertainment, but things are changing all the time. The boundaries are shifting. It, the social me- the, the 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 landscape with social media is shifting. You know, TikTok. If, so, if you, you would ask someone, what eight years ago, do you want to be a TikTok star? Be like, I don't even what what are you talking about? And now, and now it's like, oh yes. So there could be something coming with a name that you know, who thought the name Twitter, and, and now Twitter is part of the lexicon and tweet. You go. If someone had said to me, again, 20 years ago, uh, did you read that tweet? You'd think, what's wrong with you? What does that mean? <laughs> and now it's, it's we live and die by it. So now I think, what's coming next? What, what, what's going to intrigue me next? Exactly. Because I think, because, yeah, because yeah. you would have never, there wasn't, you know, puppet improv then, and there wasn't no. certainly the adult puppet improv. Um, no. So, it would not surprise me at all if somebody said, if, if if I had this dream where I think, okay, in five years maybe, Peggy Etra is performing um, as a hologram to people who are on the International Space right. Station because that's exactly. the new thing. Oh yes, right. Oh, have you have you seen her hologram? It's fantastic. You know, where oh, everyone's going. Oh, did you catch this hologram? No, but I saw so and so's hologram and I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it's like we could be there, and yeah. I would be—I would love to franchise my hologram and be, you know, just be like, oh my gosh, she's—you know—she's performing with all these other holograms at the hologram fest at Hologram yeah, Con. <laughs> uh, 
could the what is it the the virtual or the Oculus Rift or whatever? I could say, oh well, yeah, I know Peggy Etter. She's way ahead. She would, of course, she was the first one to be in that. Yes. Oh, back in the day when we were discussing her being a hologram, and now look, <laughs> she's in the hologram Hall of Fame. Oh, that's that's amazing. Yeah, they've got the clips on uh, the Mars rover. Everybody loves it. So, yeah. Oh my god, can you imagine down the line, truly, like as more stuff goes to Mars, if there were, you know, people going, "Oh, send my hologram up there." Ooh, with this like new space uh pictures they're taking from that satellite. It's like, "Ooh, put my hologram in those images." Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'd be wild. I can, yeah. When when people send out their 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 concert tour schedule, you know, it'd be Peggy Etra, yes, um, from the James Webb hol- um, telescope, yes, yeah. reflecting yeah. back at you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yes. So I, I I'm open. I'm open. I like here's here's what sparks me. I like being around funny, kind. Talented, supportive, loving people. And that sometimes can be harder than it should be because it's, it, we are in a business. This is the business. It's not playtime. It's a business. But I prefer if I'm going to do business, I want to be with people who make me laugh and who inspire me to be to do better and are helpful in that. Uh, so, again, if someone did, I mean, in all seriousness, if someone called up and went, hey, we're starting this grassroots hologram company, like, huh, sure, I'll come help. That'd be fun. That'd be crazy. Let's try it. Because, oh. you know, it, it keeps you young. It keeps you happy. I agree. It does keep you young. <laughs> really does. All right. We're going to talk more about um, your career in just a few minutes. i got to take about two minutes off to uh, play some things for some nice folks. And uh, I'll be right back with Peggy Etra. I'll be here. Yay. A call. And keep on listening. What a day. I just need some me time for once. Yes. Perfect! I got the new bath bombs today! Peach and clove, here we come! Mim and the Anvil makes the best smelling herbal blends of bath bombs. You can order loose or ground herb, added buttermilk, extra large, even ones with hidden gifts inside. There are over 25 essential oil varieties. After today, my body definitely needs some spiritual nourishment. And lots of fizz. Her metaphysical blends are soothing in more ways than one. Visit MimInTheAnvil.com today. Make time for yourself. There are over 100 herbal blends of bath bombs. Keep a healthy body and mind. Feed your soul. Visit MimInTheAnvil.com today. If you don't make time for yourself, no one else will. So, Chuck, talk to us about Fizdale being the Knicks' new coach. What's your uh, thoughts on that? What? Well, I, I tell you right now, Ernie, it don't matter who going to coach this team. They don't got no talent on it. And I don't, I don't really feel I talk That's as truth. I don't feel I talk about the Knicks right Do now. Do you want to talk about lunch? No. <laughs> what would you like to talk about, Chuck? 
Tierney, I've been listening to a podcast called Madam Perry Salon. And I think Jennifer Perry, she's a great host. I mean, she got all these bestseller authors, Rostar, all the dip comedians. What about people you that could, don't have rings? Here we go. I got real fun. Ah, real fun. Ah, ah, but I think she's great. And I think people would love her show. She got a great laugh. She make the laugh come out of nowhere, like an eagle come in there and just steal the whole show. It's 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 a beautiful thing. It's not terrible. It's not terrible. And here's the sound. It's not terrible. <laughs> All right, that's the sound of the uh, hologram of Peggy Etter coming into your home. <laughs> International Space Ooh. Station. Ooh. Give it up. Cutting edge. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Now, tell me about this. You do a lot of, you've done film and TV, and it seems like I have all these guests that come on, like Beth Lapidus did, you know. Uh, sec, uh, what, what oh, she's amazing. She's oh, great. And the Uncabaret, yeah. I, I know of her. I know, well, here's the thing. I know a lot of people from her world. Or she knows a lot of people from my world, but the Uncabaret is is magnificent. So um, I'm I'm gonna hype her show while I'm on this one. You guys, listen to her podcast when she's on, and go see Uncabaret. It's fabulous. She is she is talented. And our mutual friend Brandy Stillwell, um, I talked to her. Oh. It, I talked her into going to Uncabaret yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and she said it was. Uh, it was just fantastic. So yeah, it's yeah. So she's great. done those and shows. Willing, and let's see. And of course, Brandy Stillwell. Everybody knows. Also, my client. Also, a fabulous writer, comedian, improver, uh, and just one of yep. the nice people. Very clever. A doll. A doll. And, and she and I are doing an improv show together on Monday, July eighteenth. So we are doing a show at the Glendale Room. July 18th at the Glendale Room. I'll be, you know, I'm going to be promoting that. Also, you said something about the uh, puppet of uh, August 12th, 13th, 14th. I've got got Brandy in the uh, Barnes & Noble Rachel Cucamonga on the 13th from 2 to 4. And this is making it it so tempting for me to come out there. It's like, oh, a whole lot of stuff in one weekend. Hey, there's lots of stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm again. I'm waiting to hear which shows um, I'm in because we have a, a pool of uh, cast members, so they'll let us know what dates we actually have. But um, it's. Have you been to LA before? Um, yeah. The the where we perform Puppet Up is at the Jim Henson Company, which is on La Brea between Sunset and DeLong Creek, and it was. Originally, Charlie Chaplin's studio, and it looks like this little English village, and then um, and then it became A and M Records, and now it's Jim Henson Company. But on the top of the building is Kermit, but he looks like he's doing Charlie Chaplin's classic pose, and that's the studio. And then we perform our show on the actual Charlie Chaplin soundstage, the original soundstage his original so it's hallowed ground oh. it's hallowed hollywood ground it is oh, he shot his movies there oh. so it's a really special i love going there i love this little 
I love this little studio. It's a landmark, so it'll never be torn down. Um, and I love that we are in the space where he created. There's something very magical mm-hmm. about being there. So it's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. So come out. Oh, come that's out. Awesome. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> it's been a long time since I've been there. I need to. Um, so when you were on Seinfeld, do you read? Yeah. I had another guest that was on there, uh, Michael DeBar. Um, you know him. He was a, he's an actor, uh, lives out there. Has a t- has a radio show on Little Stevens Underground. He was in movie. Uh, he started his career in To Serve with Love. Oh, love that movie. Yeah, and as a kid with Tony Curtis, and then um, yeah. yeah, and there's a documentary out about him that came out last year. That's when he was on here. Um, called Who Do You Want Me to Be about his career, but also because he co-wrote that song Who Do You Want Me to Be. Uh, oh by wow! Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and he wasn't on Seinfeld. He played a snooty, a snooty Mater D. Um, ah. <laughs> well, yeah. I actually, I actually got my SAG card on Seinfeld. I Ooh. did. It was the again Groundlings connection. Are you ready? Yeah. I was in. I was in the Groundlings, um, and. That was back in the day where uh, casting directors had file cabinets. Nothing was online, so they had mm-hmm. folders, right? So your headshots would go in folders. And there was a folder, and this um, uh, casting director is named Mark Hirschfeld, and he had a folder for Groundlings. And he had seen me at the Groundlings, and he had put my headshot, he thought, in the folder. But instead, he missed the folder, and it languished in the bottom of this file cabinet. So... Flash forward a couple of years, I was out of the Groundlings. I actually had a 17-month-old baby at home with me, and I had no SAG card, but I also had no agent because it's like I'm pursuing it at the moment. I get a call from the Groundlings saying, Mark Hirschfeld's looking for you, and you need to call him. And I was like, okay. So I did. Mark tells me that – he when he, they were moving offices, they took the file cabinet apart, and there was my picture. And he remembered me, and he was like, "Oh man, I can't believe I, you know, I'm so sorry that she's been in the bottom of my file cabinet." And at just at that time, they needed they were casting this role on Seinfeld, and he said, and it was a Saturday audition. So he's like, "Are you able to make a Saturday audition?" I was like, "Happy to." So uh, I went um, and had a really great audition, and I met Jerry prior to going into the audition because it was Saturday. He was just walking. It was at the CVS Radford lot. He was just walking around, and we had this exchange. Uh, it was very funny. And then um, so I went in, and I auditioned, and no cell phones. This is how long ago it was, kids. No cell phones. So I finished the audition. And I'm driving home, and I didn't want to tell anyone I didn't have my SAG card. I didn't want to tell Mark I didn't have my SAG card um, because I didn't want to lose the audition. So I get home, and they go, got the job. You start Monday. And I (gasps) said, okay. And I went and I signed the paperwork, and I went, oh, by the way, I don't have my SAG card. So they have to do what they call Taft-Hartley. They have to bring me into the union. So I got my SAG card on Seinfeld. That representation, and um, because of the groundlings, because Mark had seen the groundlings. 
And um, I had, and it was three days, and it was absolute bliss. I was in the episode called The Barber, where Jerry gets a bad haircut, and I played the receptionist at um, uh, where George Costanza thinks he has a job. And it was, uh, yeah, he thinks he has a job. And so I played Clarice, the receptionist, and I had, I think, like, I was in five scenes, and I was, just thought life couldn't get any better than that. It was the most amazing thing. And years later, I ran into him again and remembered the story to him, and he was so gracious and lovely. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, yeah. Seinfeld. I I love being on it. I wish I wish I became a series regular. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's, I think a lot has to be. You just you really do just have to get out. Uh, get out there and be around people. You have to. Be to. You just never. You just, I honestly kind of approach the world with this attitude of, well, surprise me. And then I look for things that surprise me. Uh, and I had a, a friend, um, the director, one of the directors of The Barbarian and the Troll, I told him my philosophy. I said, you know, I go, I like to walk on the beach, not during tourists, but the rest, the remainder of the year when the tourists go home, I walk the beach for hours um, just as a way to keep my head clear and I always get to the beach and I go surprise me and he goes well what happens if you don't see anything that surprises you and I said then that would surprise me I go I can't lose I can't lose I just can't and he's like okay so that's kind of how I it keeps me interested in the world because I go well surprise me I'm a hologram okay (laughs) <laughs> By the way, I've had some I've had some messages come in here. Uh, one from uh, Juliana Arai. I hope I'm saying her name correctly, and uh, she's um, she's in uh, Buenos Aires and says I am enjoying Ooh. this show. I'm having a great time, loving Peggy, and we'll be watching oh. more of uh, her work. Uh, Troll and bar- barbarian and the trolls. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Juliana. Nice. Um, thank you, love Juliana. You. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. She's been uh, Juliana's been a long time listener of the show, but we haven't had her uh, call in or message in lately. So thank you so much, Juliana. Oh, Hope you're doing thank great. Thank you. Yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you, Juliana. I appreciate that. And Patricia in Missouri says. One of your best, madam, one of your best. Thank you, Patricia. <laughs> Patricia, thank you. I'm going to send my hologram to your town. <laughs> <laughs> She's a big sci-fi fan. Bring it on. So, okay. <laughs> oh, I, we could do thank you holograms. Oh, thank you, holograms. <laughs> Thank you, so okay. Okay. You know, you know, I'm Brandy's publicist. You know, I'm going to be wanting in on this. So, oh, uh, listen, it's documented. It was born on your show. <laughs> okay. I didn't just come up with this. We have <laughs> just, 
created this. We should you definitely was, get a patent on it you right now. It. And then in, oh, I'm going to do that now. Yes, do that. Let's get a patent. And then two years, we'll get somebody. My, my, my son does video games. We could figure out somebody in the tech world. And then in two years, we'll take it on Shark oh. Tank. And they're going to license it for a licensing fee. And then you can get your telenovela star um, or stars, plural, yeah, yeah, as yeah. they sit on a beach. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. We, could, we would have that hologram money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, definitely. We could. Oh, definitely. You know, I was going to say, if you've, you've, got, you've got, you said this is your son that does the. He does, who, he who does, does um, video games. He oh, designs great. video games, my son. Get him to design our hologram come business. Perfect. And you know, my, one of my one of my other clients is an aerospace, a satellite communications company, oh. which is also the field that my husband works in too. Oh. So, oh. so I'm just saying, sister, oh. if we can't wrap it up, nobody can. Okay, if we can't wrap this up, <laughs> we ought to be ashamed to even laugh about it. <laughs> right, and, can't bag and this. Completely, and right, and it's all dated and time coded. So if somebody says, you know. Five years from now, they say, oh, I came up with this idea. I'd be like, no, you did not. Uh-uh. No, you did not. Mm-mm. No, you did not. Oh, Ixnay on Ouya, you it. did not. <laughs> <laughs> Big time. And, yes. Okay. Yes. And also, Pete, uh, Pete in, uh, who in Chicago, he said, it's been a rough month. I really needed this show tonight. Thank you so much. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Pete. Pete, oh. I I feel you. I know. I know. I know it can be. I know what life can be like. I get it. Mm-hmm. So that I'm glad that we were able to make you feel better. I really Me am. That's important. Yeah. And I'm and I'm glad you let us know. You know, just people that laugh. It doesn't mean that we don't. You know don't all have some of the the rough sides and the rough things. It's just that we, right. we're going to plow through and not let it steal our joy. It, it, you know, it's going to try. It's going to try. And the truth is my joy is not up for grabs. My joy oh, oh. is for me to give away. You can't, you can't take it from me. I'm going to give it to you. But if you try to steal my joy, it's not going to work. All right. And if I'll you, love- if you think, you think you can steal my joy? I'm just gonna make more. So, okay. Oh, I've got, I've got. I was about to say we got to wrap this up, and I hope, hope, hope you'll come back. I, I will. Caller. Another caller for you. Yeah. Just okay. Okay. Hi. This is uh, Madam Perry Salon. Hi. Hi, it's Peter G from Chicago. Peter from Chicago. We were just talking about you. That you said thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I adore you. Thank you. Talk to Peggy. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, hello, how you doing? I'm doing well, Peter. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know if uh, I don't know if Miss Perry mentioned me. I'm the crazy Polish animator from Chicago. I do uh, cartoons on the internet. Oh, fun! Yeah, I it's got that. its moment. <laughs> <laughs> And he's doing one for a radio station now too in Chicago, so that's nice. Oh yeah. But, oh uh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, they, 
Yeah, they do. They do this thing called Ask Blanche, which is a parody of uh, of uh, advice columns. And basically, the guy just uh, just riffs for like two three minutes off the top of his head. And I've been doing animations based on that, and it's been going really well. Oh, that's cool. That is so cool. I love it. I love it. Now, uh, not to, so if if you watch the Barbarian and the Troll. And you don't have to do it right this second. But the, there were two creators. One is Drew Massey, uh, a brilliant puppeteer and brilliant man. And the second is Mike Mitchell, who is uh, the director. Uh, he's like a huge over, uh, director of animation over at DreamWorks. So, um, okay. yeah, I love it. And I'm going to get uh, – so uh, can you – Send me your link on Instagram because I I can um, I'd love to see your stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, here, let me because uh, I just or, happen or to you see can, what you want If you can find it on if mine, you have your Peter. link. Oh, okay, yeah. great. Okay. Yeah, cool. you can find it through me. You know, my business card says I'm the connector, so you can find it through me. Perfect. That way. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Oh, that, that'd be great. Thank you very much. Wonderful. Yeah, it's a, it's it's quite time. So yeah, it's it's interesting because basically I'm taking improv and I'm trying to add form to it instead of the other way around. So it's really I, right. uh, it, it's really a challenge to do. I didn't yeah. know that. I, I I can understand that. And and I will yeah. say something else. He does. Uh, I've seen his videos, a series about Herman the Crab, and. Um, huh. Herman Crab is is working hard about uh, it. It's all about um, the environment and, and not polluting. Yeah, yeah, conservation. And uh, so I know you told me that uh, before I was a fan, Kathy Ireland was a fan. So now we've got to have you know Peggy needs to see. Uh, oh, Herman Crab so we'll make sure. Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> yes, get get me everything. Yeah. Everything. Get me okay. Everything. everything. everything yes that's awesome love it yeah i've been in the studio working on the next i've been in the studio working on the next one i'm like oh wait the show's coming on so i've been listening to this while working on my stuff so oh thank you thanks all right peter um, it's about to wind up and i don't know peggy would you come back sometime please Oh my gosh! Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, this has been just a treat, and and I've I've enjoyed every second of it, and I've enjoyed meeting you virtually. So, um, yes, I would definitely come back. Yes, thank, thank you. you. And to you I well, actually, it. I met you in a, I met you in the parking lot of Mel's Diner, if you put it that way. Um, oh, to- oh, that's right, you did, you did. Oh my gosh! <laughs> See, this is kind of hologram. Holograms would come in handy. <laughs> Super <This is> handy. Perfect. <laughs> oh, God. There you go. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for being so generous with your time and your talents oh, and your welcome. stories and making us all feel good. Um, thank I'm going to close very out. Much. Oh, you're quite okay. welcome. The pleasure's ours. I'm going to close out, folks, which is, um, which is in my song uh 
probably the only song I'll ever write called Everybody's Got to Swing. Hey, if you like the song, I'll send you I'll send you the CD. And if you don't, well, just be nice and keep it to yourself. Um, anyway, <laughs> be good to each other. Be good to yourselves. I love you. Good night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.